Detroit City bound. This interview brought to you by AgriCentre South. Branches in Lawnville, Gore, Cromwell, Milton and Ranfilly. Drop by your local AgriCentre South branch today. Heading to Moa Flat this afternoon on the muster. James Edgar farms over that way and joins us on a regular basis here on the muster. Good afternoon. How's it going, Andy? I'm going pretty good as we look at the week that's been. It's it's just at that time of year, isn't it? Everything is just rush, rush, rush. You know what you're doing, but you're just trying to make time for some days to make everything occur. Oh, definitely. Uh, we're, we're going really well, actually. So all our crops in, which is um, always a bit of a relief. So that's all in. And we started weaning down the flats, and we had a really good weaning down there, actually, which was good. So... I'd like to um, probably claim a bit of credit for that, but I probably can't because the old horse, who is my father, still runs the uh, fattening block down there. And yep, I've about 64 years of learning how to fatten a lamb, or I must say, he's better than me. So anyway, no, that was good. And then, yeah, still up high on the hills, um, well, just finished tailing really some of the hoggets and lakes and just doing the first lamb drench for all the middle stuff. So no, there's never a dull moment, but. It is very nice when you've got plenty of grass and you're not scratching your head uh, for your next shift. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, it's one of the pleasures of farming. Especially where you are, you're likely to get more wind often than not. That's just nature. But for the last month or so, it's been reasonably good. Yeah, no, it has been. We've managed to catch back up again, but I've still got oh, I've still got half a shout about a pine tree still lying on the ground. And Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes in farming, you've... We're really trying to focus on getting our stock timing right because at the end of the day, those trees aren't going to fix themselves. But and the fence isn't going to fix itself. But it's also if I spend a heap of time doing that year and then miss out on my drenching, then you know it costs me more money in the long term. So no, we're just trying to focus on getting getting better better timing, I suppose. And yeah, that helps mitigate hopefully some of the, the poor prices. But we can only play the uh, hand of cards we're dealt with, I suppose. So what you're telling me is you've got great news for next winter. You've got yourself a lot of firewood that you can organise. <laughs> That's right. I know it's a bit of a daunting task, though, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But yeah, you know, it is amazing when you chip away quietly. And no, it is. Yeah, you can get a good weaning draft. You get those lambs away, and there's a lot less workload for the rest of the summer, isn't there? So that always makes a big difference. So you had the weaning draft. The weaning's all done. Yeah, uh, we did half the ones down the down the flats. The other half will be in another few weeks. So, no, they were really good. We've got pretty close to 50% of the ones we could have got away. So, that's, yeah, no, that's really high for what we're trying to do. We made them a bit earlier and just had a few less used down there. And then mostly freezer used. So, most of our freezer used are gone on contract, even the stuff from up in the hill. So, yeah, we won't have too many more of those left. And, yeah, oh, we're sort of halfway through a transition and then the the old pants fell off the industry, so I suppose we're, we're halfway better than what we could have been, I guess, on the positive note. <laughs> well, that's probably a good way to look at it, though. You've got to look for the positives at the moment, don't you? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And look, the ewes are yeah, really good, really fat, which is really nice, and we've been killing some good cattle, and no, it's, the stock's looking really good, so that's good. So, no, you just got to enjoy it, don't you? Because I always reckon I'm farming for free this year. It's basically a hobby, so I might as well enjoy my hobby. It's a pretty glorified size hobby farm, if we're perfectly honest, though, James. But one thing that you will be quite happy about, I think I can say this in your behalf, the change of government and the agriculture minister and the associate ministers, you'll be pretty happy about the situation? 
Yeah, well, one of the things I am happy is they're all making the right noises. I, I think they're definitely going to scrap a fair bit of stuff. I always was a little bit worried that maybe they'd come in and then um, just mince around the edges and, and just tweak stuff. But I think they're actually they're coming off the long run-up from what I've seen so far. So that's really good. I still am a little bit disappointed that Clay got the... Um, Got the trade because I do. Believe, I would have liked to see the Ag Minister spend plenty of time in New Zealand for the next year or so because it will be a big job rewinding all that stuff. And you know, and you also can't throw the baby out with the bathwater as much as we'd like to because you've still got to make sure that everyone that's doing a good job is sort of rewarded in some way, shape, or form. So you know, like it's not going to go away. And, and yeah, once you get your head around it. There's lots of things that are better for the environment that don't cost you a hell of a lot of money. It's just, yeah, definitely not how um, the last lot did it. Good to see Chris Hipkins. He's still trying to stay relevant, calling this a coalition of chaos, which is basically the term that Luxon had coined for him. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we were um, talking there beforehand, the double standards of some of this stuff now, and the, the meltdown of the left at the moment is just something glorious to see, and I must say I take great, <laughs> great excitement. I, I quite enjoy watching it, actually, but, yeah, I... You, we were laughing and we were talking there before the show. They had um, one of the Wellington councillors has put a three-pronged photo with um, of a man's genitalia with uh, Luxon as the head of it without being too descriptive uh, at a lunchtime show. <laughs> but we were, t- yeah, like, imagine if that was done uh, about one of the left politicians, you know, like, well, I'm not sure. There's a few double standards there at play at the moment, if you ask me. I thought it was fairly shocking for someone who was in a privileged and elected position um, would still be so childish, I guess. Wellington City Council is doing themselves zero favours if they're hoping to get something out of this new government. I mean, Tory Funnow doesn't exactly cover herself in glory, but this councillor doing these and, and putting these pictures around, I think her name was Terry O'Neill, and, yeah, Terry O'Neill, and she posted the flyers and she's defending the decision. So much for councillors trying to be apolitical. Oh, and look, the whole the whole Wellington's falling down around the ears. They can't get it moving. The water infrastructure is probably the worst of the entire New Zealand. Like, you have to ask yourself, they couldn't run a um, a party in a brewery, and not only could they not run the party in the brewery, they'd probably burn the place down the way the way some of those guys in their form, you know. It's going to be interesting, isn't it, how it unfolds, the next six months in particular. But the way that Winston Peters is just playing the media like a violin. And Winston, let's be honest, he didn't do himself any favours during the talks for the coalition, just giving the cold shoulder to the media. But at the same time, he just act, they just he knew he'd get a bite from them. And that is exactly what he's got, especially from the television news networks. Oh, I've actually quite enjoyed it. Um... Well, it's great. It's great entertainment spectacle for a start, but he's um, a very sharp man for for his age as well, and very eloquently spoken. And no, he just gives it back to those, uh, well, the fairly senior reporters. But yeah, he doesn't doesn't let them push him around. And I think that sometimes their um, politicians probably fawn up to the media too much because they want to get the next good news story about themselves and get some more profile and get some likes on their social media. But I'm not sure, like. You still have to stand up for what you believe in and you still have to um, be a man of integrity, don't you? So at the end of the day, if you're, you can't just say whatever everyone wants to hear. Sometimes if you're getting pushed back, you need to say what you actually believe and then stand by it. And no, I thought that was very, very powerful. And it, you know, it's been quite nice to see, actually, as I say, because I, I do think that some of these politicians, they just say whatever they need to get some likes on social media. And, you know, 
you've got to stuff with a bit of integrity, even if not everyone agrees with what you're saying. Good on you, James. Always appreciate your time on the muster. Uh, very good, Andy. No, hopefully everyone in South is enjoying having plenty of grass and yeah, keeping a smile on the face. I know it's, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're in for a summer that's going to be a bit easier than the last couple. Good on you, James. Chat next time. Uh, very good. Cheers, Andy. James Edgar, Farming at Mower Flat. Up next on a Wednesday afternoon, Kylie Fiskin, Ella Mallet-McLean.